Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and Don Kennedy, my co-host is here. Hi, Don. Hello, everybody. <laughs> happy, happy Passover. We're so blessed to be able to be with you guys today. Uh, this is one of the feasts of the Lord uh, and one of the appointed feasts mm-hmm. that the Lord had uh, that the children of Israel were to keep. And a feast was an appointment with God. It was an appointed with God because God wanted to meet with His people. It was an appointed season. Uh, it was a fixed appointed time. You know, I like to think of it like this. If God, uh, if the Lord called me up or somebody from heaven said it's so-and-so time on so-and-so day, the Lord is going to meet with you. I mean, I'd be like, all right. Of course, no, we carry Him with it. Right. Him with us. And so we get to meet with Him all the time. Mm-hmm. But... It's still a very important uh, feast to remember and commemorate because it uh, is so uh, powerful. And I think that it blesses us even today, even a thousand years later. It still uh, is something that even though we may not be Jewish, uh, if you're born again, you are grafted into the vine. And uh, I think it's awesome because he said this will be throughout your generations forever that uh, we were to keep the Feast of Atonement, excuse me, of Passover. And so uh, if you have your elements, uh, go get them and we'll be do that at the end of the radio program. We're going to take communion. Okay. So uh, let's read about what was happening, what was taking place with the children of Israel uh, regarding right right as it leads up to Passover. And so we are in Exodus chapter 11, and in verse 4, it says, Then Moses said, and he's talking um, to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, about midnight, I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall it be again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue against man or beast that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel, or uh, we would say it now between the godly and the ungodly. And so the reason for this is because Pharaoh had hardened his heart. The Lord raised up Moses to go and deliver the children of Israel out of bondage. They had been in bondage. They were slaves to Israel uh, for over 400 years generation after generation after generation and so the lord said go set my people free and he was declared to pharaoh let my people go just as the enemy satan has to let us go because of what christ has done so this is why this is all taking place and i'm sure everyone's familiar with this but there may be someone that isn't so we're going to go into the background so The Passover is instituted in chapter 12. In verse 3, it says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. And your lamb 
shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you will keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and on the lentils of the house where they eat it. Then shall, uh, then they shall eat the flesh on, the, on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire. And none of it remain until morning. And what remains of it until morning, you shall burn it with fire. And then it goes on down, uh, verse 11, And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Whose Passover? The Lord's Lord's. Passover. Mm -hmm. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now when the blood now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. That is powerful. And then it goes on in verse um 21 it says again, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood, <coughs> excuse me, that is in the basin and strike the lintel or the top and the doorpost, the top and the sides with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your house houses to strike you. So this was uh, like a thousand years ago, Don. And something amazing that I just found out earlier is that uh, Israel tonight, pass Passover, All of Israel is to fall under full curfew for the first time since the ten plagues, since the first time of what I just read to you. If God is not speaking, then I'm not sitting here breathing. That's right. God is speaking in so many ways, and he's calling us to Mm -hmm. him. It's an appointed feast, and it's appointed time. Uh, And Well, let me read more about this. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Interior Minister Ari Derry have agreed to declare a full nationwide curfew for Passover Eve, which begins at sundown on Wednesday, which that is today because that's when we're recording this. Speaking to Channel 12 News, Derry explained, we considered a curfew a few weeks ago, but we didn't want to paralyze the country. On Passover, no one works and offices are closed, especially on Seder night. We don't want people moving around from one family to another. As much as it wrings our hearts, this year Seder must be held with only the nuclear family or the, the, the nucleus. nucleus family. <clears throat> Through the Bible, we find verses that speak of God's mighty arm or his right hand. These speak directly to the power of God, his authority, his sovereignty. 
over our lives in this world in the same ways that he's working through scripture, he works still today, protecting, covering, delivering, rescuing, helping, supporting, caring, loving, strengthening, saving. And so we are this there's a discerning that we have to have of the strong arm of the Lord right now. But think about it. See, they the children of Israel at their original Passover dawn, they were not allowed to leave their house. Who whomever left their house with the death angel and mm-hmm. in, in the old uh, in one version it says the death angel mm-hmm. um it will or in another it says the plague but the death angel if you were outside of your house you every man and where woman the blood and child was outside where the, of the, the blood, blood. outside That's of right. the blood outside of the blood they had to be in their own household mm-hmm. right and they couldn't go out amazingly that is happening right now will happen in Israel. Mm-hmm. A thousand years later, it has never, it's never happened again. They've never been on a curfew or a lockdown. Mm-hmm. But because of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic <clears throat> plague, that this is happening. Mm-hmm. What a picture we are in. Mm-hmm. We are in a symbolic time. The, the nations are in a turmoil, shaking, so many things are being uh, uprooted. So many things are changing right now. Uh, so many deaths. Mm-hmm. Right now in the United States of America, there's 400,000 that have been infected. And I don't know at this moment what the death is, death rate is. I don't know. I know in our own state, it's like 174 now or something I saw today. I don't in remember. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was high. 177, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And they are calling it. Even President Trump, on one of his news conferences, says it's a plague. Mm-hmm. It's a plague. Mm-hmm. Now, what did we just read about? A plague. It was a death angel, mm-hmm. and they were told to take the blood. Now, Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. In John 1, 29, it says, Behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, this is the original Passover being instituted, but it portrays, it it finds its fulfillment in Christ, in Jesus Christ. Uh, It's his blood that was shed for our sins. It's his blood Mm -hmm. that covers us. And so this is, um, it all speaks and folds into that. And right now, as a nation, we're, we're, we are even being told at this time, Don, now listen to this. We all know this, but I'm just bringing this out. We are told that this week's this week uh, the, that we are supposed to be hitting the apex or the curve mm-hmm. of it. It's coinciding with Passover, resurrection. All of this has been coinciding mm-hmm. with like the holy season. And... That is no coincidence because God is telling us, he's speaking to us, he's telling us what to do, be covered in the blood. Mm-hmm. Be covered in the blood. Now, does that mean we go get a lamb and we slay it? No. Jesus was slain for our sins. He, he was the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so just think about, I, I, I can only imagine what is going through the Jewish people's minds that are alive right now in Israel. Don't you know that they are, You, how could you miss it? There's a plague. They are shutting down because there's a plague. 
They are calling for a curfew because there's a plague. There, there is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they are being shut in like the original, the original Passover. How could there not be turning towards the Lord, looking to the Lord? And we as a nation, we, we as a world, so many people are now crying out to God, looking mm-hmm. to the Lord at this time. I love all the videos of different, even in different countries where they're singing from their balconies and worshiping God together and all the different creative ways people have come together. Even the red ribbon Mm -hmm. initiative that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we talked about last week where everybody's uh, putting red ribbons over their tops of their doors. Not because we don't believe that the blood of the Lord already covered us. It's just a symbolic Mm -hmm. act to Mm -hmm. say, we trust you, God. Mm -hmm. We know you're here with us. We know that you're uh, moving on our behalf and protecting us and that you're a good God. (laughs) Yes, you're a good God. And you've prepared, you've already prepared a way. You've Mm -hmm. already made preparation ahead of time and showed us what we, what we're to do to pray. Uh, I will also say this. If we need to repent, we need to repent. Mm-hmm. Passover is about being cleansed. It's about being protected. It's about being under the blood. And if there's something that we need to repent of, listen, I've been searching my heart. I have been uh, things that attitudes and different things mm-hmm. that I've been repenting of. I've been on my face, Father, forgive me. Change that in me. I give it to you. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Cleanse me. And we need to repent. We need to repent as individuals. We need to repent as a body of Christ. We need to repent as a nation because Passover is about being covered in the blood it's about and it's the blood that was shed for the remission of sins jesus's blood was shed for the remission of sins and so as we turn our heart towards communion and you know in our churches when we can take when we take communion uh it is a time of examination right Mm -hmm. and jesus christ is that ultimate, it, we're at a time of, of God searching us out, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're in that time of the Holy Spirit uh, laying a finger on things that need to be removed that, that is uh, not pure and not holy, uh, and, and so that we can be cleansed. Mm-hmm. Not to, not, he doesn't want to destroy us. He wants us cleansed and purified mm-hmm. and washed, to be washed in the blood. And, you know, uh, that... That takes some time. It takes some soul searching. It takes some praying. I want to. I want to be. I want to be a pure vessel for the Lord. You know, and the blood of the name, the blood of Jesus makes me that. But I think it's just like that continual washing, mm-hmm. that continual cleansing, and Lord, cleanse me. Lord, purify me. You know. Well, I want to be. I want to be that too, and so I know that. As I've gone in my Christian walk, God's been, what do you say, peeling me like an onion, you know? Mm -hmm. He takes things out of you that keep... It's not because we don't... Because the blood does work. The blood has cleansed us and we are His. But by allowing Him to come in and remove things out of your life, it's not uh, as a a punishment. It's a thing that gives you... I know that if I have something in my life, if, if the Lord pinpoints something, I know that... The enemy tries to use it as shame, mm-hmm. and he tries to keep me from the presence of God. He tries to make me back up from God and go, oh, I can't show him that, when even God already sees it. So by him removing things out of my life like that, it keeps me closer to him. Not that he ever leaves me, but it keeps me in my 
in my mind and in my heart knowing I'm right here in your presence, God. And there's nothing that's too big for you and me. There's nothing that I can't overcome in you. Um, but if I try to hide things from him, it makes me draw away from him. It makes me not want to read. It makes me not want to pray. It makes me not want to sit in his presence because I'm ashamed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the enemy. What? When you ask Jesus to be your savior, he cleanses you, of you, cleanses you of everything. But then he says, okay, let's go ahead and it's forgiven, but let's go ahead and just get rid of it. Let's eliminate it. So it doesn't keep you from my presence. So it doesn't keep you from drawing to me. Uh -huh. He's always with us, uh -huh. but we don't always draw nigh to him, what? you know? And so I, I, that's for my, that's the way I look at it when I'm, when I'm feeling something that makes me want to back up, that's the very thing I need to go and say, Lord, I, I realize this about me. Mm -hmm. And I bring it to you and I ask forgiveness for it. I don't want to have anything between me and you. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to prevent me from coming into your presence. Right, right. And, and you know, the, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness, the Word says. Mm -hmm. All unrighteousness makes us pure, makes us clean. No matter what we've done. And that so symbolically speaks of a our born-again, uh, regenerated life, new life in Christ, right? Uh, that walking and being in Christ. Mm -hmm. and But thinking about this, Dawn, if somebody may be watching or listening that they're wondering, well, you know, what does that mean to apply the blood? Well, if you think about it, so well, whenever I was growing up, uh, they would talk about plead the blood, plead the blood of Jesus. And you know that it's like, what does that mean? Uh, plead the blood of Jesus. Or, you know, it's like we apply the blood of Jesus by faith in our prayer. And uh, I myself, I actually take anointing oil and I went out and I anointed i did too you know and some people are putting you know ribbons red ribbons i have a red ribbon red, over yeah, my door <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a a big red ribbon but uh but it's a symbolic by faith mm -hmm. but to plead the blood of jesus or to come up under the protection of the blood of jesus and to do it um uh purposefully right it is if you think about if you're in a courtroom and the judge asks you, how do you plead, guilty or not guilty? And because we, and they enter that plea in, because mm -hmm. we are in Christ, if you are born again, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, uh, if you haven't, I always like to just stop and just do it. All you do is say, Lord, I come to you. Forgive me of my sins. I repent, Lord. I need you. I want you. Purify me. Cleanse me. Change me, Lord. I give you everything. Be the Lord of my life. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. You died in my place. And that you were buried and rose again. And I trust you and I believe you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you say that prayer and you mean it, then you are born again. Mm -hmm. And you can call our prayer line, by the way, 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579, and we have some anointed prayer ministers to pray with you. But let's say, if you are that person and you've just accepted Christ, well, you can uh, enter that plea, not guilty. I'm not guilty mm -hmm. by 
by reason of the blood of the Lamb, mm-hmm. right? By reason of Christ's blood that was shed for me on the cross. Mm-hmm. I am not guilty. And Jesus Christ took the full penalty of your sin. He paid in full. In Colossians, it says he took the uh, edict or the handwriting, the uh, the sentence, the judgment that was against us and nailed it to the mm-hmm. cross, meaning he paid it all. Mm-hmm. He paid it all. Well, now, so it is a judicial legal uh, position that we are in. We are under the blood of Christ. We're washed. We are cleansed. And so... It silences the accuser. Amen. Yes, it silences the accuser. He can plead his case, but he doesn't win. The, he doesn't win. The, yeah. he, he won't win. Legislate. It will not be legislated in his favor. Right. Because we're under the blood. Yeah, right. I also look at it, too, about being under the blood... And, and and allowing the Lord to remove things from me because um, I want to be a light for other people. Mm-hmm. I want other people to want Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that involves a change mm-hmm. in me. That if I stayed the exact same, same way I was years ago, mm-hmm. why would anybody want Jesus? Right. In me, mm-hmm. why would he be drawn to me mm-hmm. or to Jesus in me? Because I was full of anger or depression or or um, sickness or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you know, sin, whatever. If I was talking to you potty mouthed all the time and cussing you out or any of those things, why would you want? Why would you know? How would you know I was changed? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because the blood of Jesus. I mean it. They, the, it's called born again for a reason. Right, right. <laughs> You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And so when you, when you accept Christ, then you are automatically under the blood of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. But there's also, Dawn, at this time, there's a very um, special emphasis on the blood of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we go and we, how do you apply the blood of Jesus? How do you plead it? Well, by faith, you say it out loud, you know, uh, like whenever I pray about my family and this coronavirus and my ministry and my ministry team, uh, I just declare, you know, uh, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I apply and invoke the power in the blood of Jesus over and I name my family. I name my ministry team. You I name set their up boundaries. Families. I set boundaries. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I set boundaries of the blood. Say, just like the children of Israel had to take the hyssop branches and dip it in the blood of a spotless lamb without blemish, which speaks of Jesus. And they had to take it and put it across the top and the sides. Mm-hmm. So do we. We, we uh, in other words, it's symbolic. My household is covered. Now, it wasn't just symbolic for them. Right. It was, you either have this or you die. Or you lose your firstborn right. child. <laughs> yeah. That there's going to be death enter into, and not only that, it was the firstborn of the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, every firstborn. Of every household. Of household. Yeah. So it could have been a uh, husband male. too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been a husband if he mm-hmm. was the firstborn of his family. Well, that's true. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And so... 
it was literally life and death. Mm -hmm. And they had to stay inside covered under the blood of the lamb. So symbolic. Mm -hmm. Speaks to us. Some, we, need to, we need to stay covered in the blood of the lamb. In other words, uh, walking in Christ, being in Christ. Uh, and that the blood of the lamb then covers our family. I, I you know, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy household. Mm -hmm. You know, when I became a believer, then my household is coming in. I'm, I'm covering my household. Right. As Jesus for me and my name, house, my children will serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. <laughs> and so, absolutely. I mean, I have two children, uh, two adult mm -hmm. children, uh, a, a, an adult child and his wife that are in the medical field, mm -hmm. covering them in the blood. I pray, I declare the blood of Jesus over them, uh, the Years ago, they'd say, we plead the blood of Jesus. In other words, that's our, that's our plea. We are not guilty. We are, we are protected. We are in Christ. By, we, this is our plea. This is what we declare. You know? And so uh, we are so um, ready. When we pray, we have to invoke the power in the name of Jesus. And we have to uh, allow that to cover our family. And we do it by faith. We do it by prayer. We step into it. And so uh, that is something that we do, and I encourage you to do that. Lord, by faith, I cover my children, my grandchildren, my family, you name them. And I declare that we are free. I declare, Lord, we're protected, we're safe, we're covered in the blood of Jesus. And so that is so important, guys, to do this. And now we can stop and we can just declare it. Uh, and in the end of the, this radio program, we are going to uh, stop and we're going to do communion. We are going to pray and we're going to declare that, listen, uh, there's power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we can do this by faith. And the Bible says that... Um, you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the doorpost with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the door, two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer, destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Praise God for the blood. And it so speaks of the true Lamb the land that takes away the sins of the world, Jesus Christ, that is the true land. Listen, I want you to take a moment and call our prayer line, 866-241-059. They will pray for you. They will minister to you. I invite you to go to our website at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There are so many free resources for you uh, to minister to you and to bless you. I invite you to do that. Also, you can go to our Instagram, uh, Facebook, all these things you can go to and we believe they will bless you. It's free, free resources. So go there and be blessed and we will be back with you in just a moment.